0: Politics. Sports. Sports. Movies. You are listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. Hey, happy Sunday, everybody. This is Frank, the host of the Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. Uh, Jumping on for a live recording of episode 67. So today I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, uh, We're going to do some reviews, or I'm going to do some reviews of some movies I've seen recently on HBO Max. Uh, obviously, with uh, the situation with movie theaters, they're starting to roll out uh, new movies, uh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I'll get to that in a minute. But before I get into what we're going to do today, let me introduce myself again. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Uh, if you've listened to previous shows, thanks for coming back to check the show out. If you are a new listener or t- turning in on this live here, I'm on Facebook, on the Let Me Bend Your Ear Facebook page, and also here on Twitter, um, my Twitter handle is at Let Me Bend Your Ear. That's also the handle for Instagram. I'm not live on there now, uh, but you can follow me on Instagram there as well. Facebook is Let Me Bend Your Ear. Um, I'm also um, on YouTube as well. Uh, there's a YouTube channel under Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. So if you can, if you're a fan of the show, please like and subscribe uh, the Facebook page and the YouTube channel. Uh, as I've been doing the last couple of episodes, five or six, unless it's an interview. I've been trying to record the podcast live with video. So if you want to watch it on this video format, that's fine. Um, Or you can listen to this episode or any episode later in the podcast feed or even later in the uh, Let Me Bend Your Ear Facebook page or the YouTube channel. So again, subscribe and listen. If you do listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review five stars if you really like it. Um, Rating and reviewing is a very important way Uh, for the show to gain more exposure so again i'm a one-man show it's an independent podcast so uh, anyway we can increase the um the exposure for people that are looking for a movie podcast or sports podcast now the promo when you listen to it if you listen when you listen back on the audio is going to say politics sports and movies so I almost have to do a disclaimer now. I've been doing mostly movies for the most part. Some sports have been sprinkled in. My episode with uh, Chad uh, regarding um, NFL offseason moves and quarterback moves uh, is a couple of episodes back. I'm actually going to have Chad back on for uh, an episode right after the NFL draft. So at the end of the month, once the draft happens, we're going to reconvene and do a follow-up podcast. Uh, Chad is very involved in looking at college football. I'm not a big college football guy or not a big draft guy. I'm all NFL all the time. I, that's my favorite sport. But I really don't care that much about the draft unless my team is picking high. Uh, my team's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So obviously, they're not going to be picking high this year since they won the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, we're going to have Chad on to talk about some of the higher draft picks, where they ended up going, and then kind of revisit the situation regarding quarterbacks. So obviously, there's big news about Deshaun Watson and the serious allegations that are going on against him. So we're going to discuss that and discuss uh, any of the moves that happen between now and right after the draft um, since free agency has already been... It's still going on, but there's one of the big free agents have moved along to other teams. So like I said, look look forward to that episode. Chad will be coming back to discuss that. So uh, that's definitely going to be good. Um, the show is available audio-wise on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Castbox. And I know if you do a search on Google for "Let Me Bend Your Ear" podcast, uh, you'll be able to find it on some other podcasters. I don't know what they're all on, but that's those are the ones that they are officially on. Um, I was trying to get the show on iHeart Radio, but it was it failed for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know what the criteria is. Haven't really done that much digging into trying to figure that out. If somebody has a tip or if they listen to this live later, please leave a comment. That's the other thing too. Any comments about this live now or if you watch this live later or listen to the audio feed later, please uh, leave your comments here because I'll definitely check them out and read them later. Uh, Or even if you do it now and I miss it, I'll definitely get back to you when I answer. I'll respond. Uh, If you reach out to me on social media, I'll definitely uh, respond back to you, whether it's uh, listeners to the show or other podcasters, if you have any questions or Uh, Like I said, I love to talk movies. I love to have uh, discussions about movies over Twitter. So that's definitely one of my uh, favorite things to do is movies is my passion. So again, if you like the show, uh, recommend it to a friend, share it on your social media. Uh, If you want to email the show, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. So go ahead and feel free to email me if you have any questions, comments. Uh, Again, I look forward to hearing any and all feedback uh, regarding the show uh, because my goal is to grow it. Uh, I do this because I enjoy it. Uh, and I continue to enjoy it. It's a it's a very good creative outlet for me uh, to discuss the things that uh, I'm passionate about. And specifically, lately, it's been movies. Uh, as far as the political aspect of it, I've said it in the last couple of episodes, um, I've kind of stayed away from it intentionally. Um, you know, politics has been kind of um, toxic. Is probably the best word I can use. I, I still follow it intensely. I still have opinions about it. Uh, but I think uh, I'm going to hold back until I have a well-rounded show on politics. If you listen to any of my political episodes in the past, uh, this is a non-partisan political podcast. So when I do politics, uh, if you're looking for a pundit for either the left or the right, you're not going to find that here. Uh, frankly, things that the left and the right do disgust me equally. Uh, so if you're looking for that, this is not the place for it. So just to give you that disclaimer. Uh, but like I said, it's I don't, I don't anticipate having a political episode soon unless something uh, really strikes me to comment on. I've been going back and forth on some things that I want to talk about but I'm gonna still hold off so uh, this is basically gonna be mostly movies with sports sprinkled in uh going forward so hopefully that'll be uh, something that's compelling for you to listen to so again uh thank you for joining me on this live or if you join me later so today what I'm gonna do on this Sunday is do some quick fire reviews so I don't usually do that normally if you listen to the show when I do a review of a movie I'll do a uh, uh, a more detailed review of one movie for an entire episode uh so i'm not going to do that today uh reason being uh, i just want to come on and kind of freewheel it a little bit um i haven't been on since the last episode the scream one and two hopefully uh you you enjoyed that that was my uh uh, horror double feature review with me from the uh crime in my pocket podcast or blog excuse me so check that episode out it's really good it's fun to talk about scream one and scream two um so Today I'm going to do some movies that I've reviewed on HBO Max. So as I said a couple of minutes ago, uh, obviously the pandemic has wreaked havoc on seeing movies in theaters. Uh, so you're, you, we've been unable to do that for the most part. In I'm in Florida, so it's opened up a lot and the theaters are opening up. So I'm actually going to start with um, a movie I saw last night with my son. So I uh, we had movie night, uh, boys movie night, and it was uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So i'm not gonna have too much to say about it it was on hbo max so he was wanted to see it because it, you know obviously two big monsters fighting each other is exciting to a seven-year-old so i said yeah let's check it out i think it'll be fun so some of this information i'm gonna have is probably not accurate i know the director is item weingard i believe this is a sequel to the godzilla movie and the kong movie i think i haven't seen the other new ones uh billy bobby brown from stranger things is in this movie and i think she was in the godzilla movie the first one so uh, I don't know the backstory here. The premise here is basic. It's not that complicated. Obviously, you wouldn't want that for this kind of movie. So essentially, this is large corporation that is is doing experiments and Godzilla, early in the film, attacks that, um, that company, Apex, and does all kinds of damage and they don't know why he's attacking. And the leader of Apex is trying to locate a power source that's in the center of the Earth. And it turns out that Kong is the only creature that can lead them to this power source. So that's an oversimplification of the plot. You don't really need much more than that. Uh then it sets up obviously the Kong versus Godzilla big city fight. So um movie was entertaining. I mean it's a decent movie. It's one of those movies where you can't really it's tough to criticize it. It's kind of critic-proof in the sense that if you're looking for some kind of deep meaning in Godzilla fighting King Kong, then you're probably not gonna be a fan of this movie uh my son liked it he's he he was liking it as he was watching it when it was over he was like "Ah, i don't know it's not my favorite i'm like your favorite you haven't watched these before so it was i think it came in kind of a mixed bag review uh we were watching it in the evening so he kind of dozed off for a second in the like towards the third act so i think it wasn't as compelling for him as i thought it would be but the movie was decent uh like i said you've got alexander Skarsgård's in it um rebecca hall uh millie bobby brown um and some uh, other actors in there as well, but uh, like I said, it was entertaining. It was, it is what it is. It's a, you know, monster movies where monsters fight each other. So it was fine. I mean, I think it was a, you know, it's a, it's a harmless movie to watch and it's entertainment. And uh, the thing that I find interesting about it actually was uh, before I watched it, I read a story that yesterday afternoon that it officially has become the highest grossing movie since the COVID nineteen pandemic started. So I do find that interesting, uh, and I think it does say something about our craving for just Popcorn, basic entertainment, and that's not a bad thing. I think we're all looking for ways to get out of the house to kind of be entertained. And I find, and the reason I find it interesting is because Christopher Nolan's *Tenet*, which came out last September, uh, which I reviewed for the podcast, you can see my review back there. I gave a lukewarm review. Uh, was supposed to be the or, or expected to be the kind of savior of movie theaters because everything else had been pushed back, and Christopher Nolan, who's been a very outspoken vocal advocate of of movie theaters and, and, and saving them and keeping them open through this pandemic. So I, I get that. And I, I think his power at, at Warner brothers, because of his cachet of who he is um, kind of forced Warner brothers hand to release the film in theaters, which I think they probably would have preferred to push it back. And they had pushed it back a couple of times, but I think Nolan didn't want to push back anymore. And unfortunately the movie did not do well. uh, I think for a couple of reasons. Uh, the main reason I think is at that time in in, in late September, it was still too soon. People were still too either afraid to go to the theaters um, that were open, or in some cases, like in New York and California, the theaters were completely still shut down. So even if people were gonna go, they had no place to go. So uh, I, I do think it was too soon, and I think Godzilla versus Kong is is a be- has the benefit of uh, some some good timing in, in the fact that theaters are now opening on a widespread basis and i know uh, including new york and california i don't know what the, the dates are if they're already open or they're targeting opening soon so hopefully that means a return to normalcy just not for movies but hopefully for general life that we all are missing uh so i think uh godzilla versus kong is that kind of movie that's perfect it's a popcorn movie it's something that you could just go in and just have fun for a couple of hours and take your mind off whatever things are bothering you so i think it's not A coincidence that this movie has been successful and it's also uh, successful on streaming as well with HBO Max uh, doing under the Warner Brothers banner obviously with their strategy this year of releasing a new film every month on both HBO Max and in theaters Uh, so they've done that with a few films so far starting back with Wonder Woman 1984 uh, and they're going to continue to do that I know we've got uh, Mortal Kombat coming out soon Uh, There's an Angelina Jolie film coming out, I think, next month as well, uh, as well as on HBO Max, and they keep it on HBO Max for 30 days. So again, I know there's been a lot of controversy about that, uh, that strategy. Uh, I guess for myself, selfishly speaking, I think uh, it's been great for me, even before the pandemic, with with two small children, it's hard to get to the theater as often as I used to. Uh, If I had my druthers, I would always go see a movie in a theater first. Uh, when it's released if it's something that I'm interested in either reviewing for the podcast or seeing for myself or taking my son or children to see Uh, I love the movie theater experience and I'm I'm happy it's going to be coming back Uh, but for the purposes of what I'm doing now it does help a lot that I have the ability to kind of watch new movies uh, as they come out on HBO Max at least the Warner Brothers releases which is kind of great and allows me to review for the podcast and to enjoy movies uh, at home when I'm unable to get to the theater Uh, so like I gotta say for myself it's been it's been good but i understand both parts of the sides of the argument i understand the the theater owner pushback on the shrinking windows between release uh distribution and uh either streaming or on video on demand so i get it but uh i also understand the the business position of hey they've got this content and if the theaters aren't going to be open uh to the point where they can feel like they're making money they have to come up with another strategy and in this case they did so i see both sides of the argument Commented on that before but again it's it's been it's been beneficial for me so I, I appreciate that so as far as uh uh godzilla versus kong i do my review movie reviews out of five stars i'll give it i'll give it two and a half i mean it's like i said it's not it's not a fantastic movie it's not a terrible movie but it was entertaining for what it is if you go on expecting you know more than that then i think you're probably expecting a little too much so uh like i said i enjoyed it and it was fun to watch with my son all right. Next movie we get into is another kids' movie. Is uh, Tom and Jerry? So I watched that a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't had a chance to review it for the podcast. So another one I watched with my son. Uh, so this is directed by Tim Story, who was a video director and has directed other films as well. Um, so the story, the basic story is Clara Clory Metz is a girl who gets fired from her job. She lives in New York City, uh, so she kind of scams her way into getting a job at a hotel. So this large hotel in New York is hosting a wedding of a very famous i don't know if they're an instagram couple or something some high profile famous couple is getting married at the hotel and due to that they have to staff up for the event so they're hiring a bunch of temporary workers and clary cloy metz's character uh, obtains a resume through shady means to get a job in the hotel uh and the events manager is played by michael Pena. and uh then you have tom and jerry's story kind of intertwined with it uh tom chasing jerry around jerry trying to find a home and finding a space in the hotel and then um tom being hired by the main character to eradicate the mouse from the uh building so that's pretty much the story i don't need to get too much more into it uh so you got michael peña claire coy metz uh colin joseph saturday night live as then he plays the uh the uh the groom that's about to get married uh so as far as the movie itself this is kind of like kong versus godzilla I mean, you go in kind of expecting, you know, this is a movie for kids, so if you're going in expecting some deep meaning, you're not going to find that here, obviously. It's a kid's movie. Uh, I thought some of the things that I liked about it, um, the, one of the main things I liked about it, which was a surprise, was his, the director's use of R&B music. So there's like a lot of 90s R&B music, a lot of music that I liked uh, when I was younger, and it's inserted in certain points in the movie or even some hip-hop, like Uh, you have Don't Sweat the Technique, Eric B. and Rakim so there was some good hip hop in there so it was kind of an interesting choice to do it and I thought it actually added to the film and it's a fun movie the animated sequences are good so it's animation, just to be clear, it's animation in real world action so it's not an animated film, the characters are animated, uh, the animated characters are drawn and they interact with the live action characters in the movie so that's how the movie's set up Uh, so the mayhem and violence of the old Tom and Jerry cartoons are present there, so you see some of that, and the dog is there as well, and uh, a lot of that was was pretty amusing. I think if I have a criticism um, about it, and uh, I don't think there's enough Tom and Jerry. Now on the flip side, the live action story uh, with uh, with Claire Corey Metz trying to you know fake her way in, she gets the job, trying to maintain and help run this event, is is funny, and she's she goes in it full bear. Uh, so I think uh, it always helps when you have a movie that you don't take very seriously when the actors are all in. So I appreciated the fact that I think that she put a, uh, an effort. It didn't appear to me, and this is the biggest plus of this movie, uh, she did not, and especially Michael Peña. Michael Peña's role is a little is over the top in a good way, and I think he embraced that. He's actually extremely funny. So if you know Michael Peña, he's been in a bunch of dramatic films. He was in Ant-Man, which he was great in. He's great here as well. He just has fun with being kind of the 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 put-upon person in the movie so the majority of the movie it's him being annoyed by something and him doing that through the movie is very entertaining and that's one of the biggest pluses of tom and jerry uh so again you could either say that as a negative because it's a tom and jerry movie not about michael payne's character but when you're an adult watching it with a child it helps when the live action characters are entertaining and the actors do a good job so i was very uh happy to see that and it made the movie a lot entertaining it moved very quickly uh like i said i think it was fun for kids my son enjoyed it as well uh so again tom and jerry uh, like i said if you go into it for what it is i think you'll enjoy it i I thought it could have been a lot worse of a movie than it was so it was actually uh pretty entertaining so out of five i'm gonna give i'm gonna give actually tom and jerry three i think uh and that's a solid three i think for, for a kid's movie i think it's entertaining i think your your kids will enjoy it uh so definitely check it out um I don't know if it's on HBO Max right now. It might be gone after the 30 days, but it's probably still in theater. So if you can't go to a theater, check it out. Uh, Or if it is still HBO Max, uh, check it out there as well. Um, The next movie I'm going to talk about is, and this is what I've been putting off because I was going to have a guest, but I couldn't make it work. Uh, I'm going to go into Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I know it's been out a few weeks, and uh, I'm sure 5 million other podcasts have done it. So uh, I'm going to get into it here. So let me give you my history with Justice League. Not personal history, but just about the movie itself. Uh, if you've heard me comments on the DC Cinematic Universe, I think it's been not the greatest. I think it's been kind of a muddled mess. I think it's been kind of unfocused when it comes to the films. Uh, I have not seen all of the DC Cinematic Universe films. Uh, I've seen Man of Steel. I've seen Superman versus Batman. I've seen Wonder Woman. I've seen Shazam! and now the I, di- I didn't see the original cut of justice league i have not seen aquaman either um, i was uh, a big fan of one of the first wonder woman not so much the second one uh batman versus superman i thought was terrible uh i know there's a lot of people that advocate for Zack snyder to say that there's the the, the director's cut which i think adds 30 more minutes of footage is better maybe one day i'll watch it i don't know uh zach snyder as a film director i'm not a huge fan of to be honest with you uh, I liked 300 I thought Watchmen was terrible I never saw Sucker Punch and uh, I, like I said I didn't see the original cut of Justice League so of course I'm not saying anything new unless you don't follow these movies at all Justice League, the original cut of the movie was, so Zack Snyder was directing Justice League uh, and he had a family tragedy uh, that caused him to leave the film but even before that happened he was having issues with Warner Brothers regarding Justice League so that went back to Batman versus Superman. The returns on that movie weren't very favorable. The box office was disappointing, and Warner Brothers thought the movie, in their opinion, was too dark. So, that being said, going into Justice League, I think there were concerns on Warner Brothers' part. I think some of them warranted that they wanted this movie to be a little bit lighter, um, a little bit more, you know, not as dark. So, I think there were there were disputes during the filming of the of Justice League with Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder has this tragedy happen in his family; he's forced to leave the production. So Warner Brothers decides to hire Joss Whedon. Now I'm not going to get into the Joss Whedon situation because obviously in the last almost year now it's been uh, widely circulated about issues that apparently Joss Whedon has had with his work environment his set environments now going all the way back to his tv show Buffy the Vampire Slayer I'm not going to get into that here that's not what the purpose of this review is about so I'm only bringing it up just to kind of give the timeline of leading up to now so Josh Whedon comes in after Zack Steiner departs and he rewrites and directs all new footage for for Justice League the Justice League cut that was released in 2017 so that movie comes out uh completely different movie. It's a lot lighter in tone. I have not seen Justice League. So I can't give you uh my even my thoughts on the Josh Whedon version because I never watched it. Because frankly, after the other movies, other than Wonder Woman uh and Shazam, I thought was entertaining, I was not really that excited about Justice League. Uh so I didn't even bother to see it. But anyway, the movie comes out. Uh it does business, it does good business, but critically it was i think mixed reviews at best i don't even know what the what the what the actual overall critical review was i don't remember it being that fantastic i'm sure there are fans of the movie uh, and uh so the movie was released so then almost from the beginning of that release of the film and after the reception there had been a strong demand by fans of Zack snyder to release his original cut of the film for you know a couple of years, so there have been a very vocal online uh, advocacy for this. So now this is not his. This is not historic, or this is not unprecedented. Is the word I'm saying? Uh, the most famous example I can think of for a movie from my childhood, which was uh, one of the. It's in my top five films of, of my of my top five movies. So I'm going to do, and I'll, actually I'll get into that another time. But my top five movies are not what I think are the five best movies ever made that's not how my top five works my top five movies are the top five movies that impacted my love of movies and made me want to be a movie lover and this movie is on the list Superman the, the the original Superman with Christopher Reeve directed by Richard Donner came out in 1978 so the story on that to lead up into Justice League quick story on that so if you know the story of Superman Richard Donner was actually commissioned to direct Superman 1 and 2 and he was directing them simultaneously back to back So Superman the movie comes out, huge hit, great film, Um, and as he was working on Superman 2, he got into a disagreement with the producers, the Salkinds, and he ended up being fired from Superman 2. So Richard Lester, uh, the English director who was probably most famous for directing uh, the Beatles films Hard Day's Night and Help, the classic Beatles movies, came in, directed Superman 2 i like superman 2 the original version uh it's not as good as superman the movie but it was still an entertaining film but there was a a call for a long time for richard donner's original cut of the movie so years and years and years and years way later they finally decided to let him come back so he uh used the footage that wasn't used in superman 2 and there's a richard donner superman 2 director's cut now is his cut of the film better than the richard lester version yes i believe it is is it substantially better uh, I don't know if it's substantially, but it's definitely better. And it's cool to kind of see his vision of what it was going to be. Uh, so this is not unprecedented. So back to Justice League. The the groundswell became so uh, kind of pronounced. But a, a culmination, kind of what the pandemic has done to disrupting how movies are consumed now. I think came it was kind of a perfect storm of situation. So you had Warner Brothers trying to launch HBO Max. And getting new subscribers like any other streaming service is trying to do and they were struggling to get new subscribers so they came up you know obviously with the with the plan of releasing new movies right to HBO Max at the same time as theaters which i think turned out to be a very profitable and good idea and secondly they made a decision to let Zack Snyder come back and make his cut of Justice League to the tune of 70 million dollars so they gave him seventy million dollars. None of which went to Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder actually waived his director's fee because he wanted unfettered control of what the cut would be. So he came back, reshot scenes, uh, reshoots, shot scenes that weren't done or completed, and basically is um, made the film that he wanted to make. So Zack Snyder's Justice League is a four-hour film. So let's. Uh, My honest thought on that when I heard that I was like oh boy so like I just said I'm not a huge fan of Zack Snyder's DC movies so hearing a four hour cut of Justice League I was like oof I don't think I'm going to be a fan Uh, but since I have the ability to watch it uh, I was able to watch Justice League I guess the good thing is I never watched the first one so I'm really coming into it as a new viewer kind of knowing the story so here is my review of Jack Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, the story takes place after the events of, of Superman versus Batman, of course. Um now, I don't know, I shouldn't have to say this is there's going to be spoilers here if you haven't seen Batman be Superman. Superman dies at the end of that movie. In all the promotional material, you see Superman in Zack Snyder's Justice League, so I don't think it's a stretch for me to tell you you don't see Superman only in the film. And then things happen, but this film is basically the one thing I will start to say is it it had a variant. It's not even a knock. It's just unfortunately, super horror films follow the same tropes. I felt very uh, Infinity War Endgame in the sense that this one is Dark Side is the main bad guy, and Steppenwolf is like you know the minion of this guy that's going trying to collect these boxes, which almost feel like Infinity Stones. But obviously, since I watch Marvel. It felt like that. It wasn't. It's not a big deal. It's just, you know, it felt like that a little bit. Uh, so Steppenwolf is conquering all these galaxies and all these planets to try to get it. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Justice. And then the Justice League. You see Bruce Wayne attempting to get uh, the Justice League together to fight Steppenwolf and Darkseid. That's the basic premise of the movie. So of course, in Justice League, you have Batman. You have Wonder Woman. You have Cyborg you have Aquaman, and you have The Flash. Okay, so what I want to start in my in my review of the movie and, and things that I liked. So what I liked about Justice League, and I think the four-hour runtime helps here, is I felt that you got a well-rounded story of each of the characters where they're at in the place of the movie. You've got Batman still kind of conflicted about what happened to Superman. Uh, you've got wonder woman you know being herself saving people you've got the flash with his issues with his father and, and figuring out who he is and you have cyborg who uh you get backstory of in this film and 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 i'll get into his character in a minute as well and then aquaman uh played by jason Momoa. i was actually a fan of his performance there i did not actually haven't seen aquaman uh, and I haven't really seen Jason Momoa's work. I don't I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't really know I know who he is, but I've never seen his work. I thought he was he, I thought he was funny, as Aquaman and entertaining. And there's some great sequences at in Wonder and Wonder Woman's Home. Uh great fight sequence there. Uh there's some great action sequences, which Zack Snyder is known for and is good at at doing. Uh so those are well done. Now, as I understand uh the Josh Wheaton 2017 cut of justice league cyborg's character was kind of put in the background and minimized uh to my understanding like i said i haven't seen the film and he wasn't a major part of that cut now in this cut and the way i saw it and from what i've seen after i watched the movie i think i'm on the right track and i've read some interviews with chris terrio the, the screenwriter cyborg is actually the heart of the movie so his backstory with his parents and uh and his dad played by the wonderful Joel Morton so it was great to see Joel Morton in, in a movie it's funny when you see him in these big movies because he was in Terminator 2 he has a pivotal role in that film as the guy that changes the future with Cybernet uh, so to see him here in this movie playing kind of a, a similar like a brilliant character just he's just a great actor so it was a great surprise to see him I didn't know he was in the movie so it was great to see him in it but uh, as every superhero has there's a lot of times they have a, a, a backstory that, that deals with loss or death or pain, or something that 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 propels them along with the superpower that they may or may not have to uh, save other people and defend uh, the weak. So the cyborg story in Justice League, I thought was very well done. and uh, I liked it a lot uh, and from a character, I'm not a comic book reader. So cyborg is not a character that I would know unless I was a comic book aficionado, which I'm not. Uh, so I never really heard of that character before all the Justice League stuff came out. So uh, his character is given, and every character is given a lot of of, of attention, um, and um, and let me go with the Flash too because I know Ezra Miller's portrayal has been very polarizing. And excuse me, I'm congested, so I apologize for that. Um, it's been very polarizing. I thought at first it was gonna going to annoy me. It was kind of jokey 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 right at the outset when you see his character then it kind of settled down so either it settled down or i kind of got used to it i don't know which one more it was but as the movie progressed and and you saw more of him it didn't bother me uh as it did in the first few times you see him so i was okay with 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 the flash uh gal as wonder woman is always fantastic i'm mean, like i said she's a, one of my favorite movies the first wonder woman's great she's great in it she's great as wonder woman uh ben affleck as batman and bruce wayne I never had an issue with him uh, in the other movies. It's my my issues with the stories. Uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Bruce Wayne didn't have a problem. I thought he was good. Uh, Good to see Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Jeremy Irons is another great actor. So, uh, you know, very good actors in in the film. So that helps as well. Uh, And uh, like I said, the story, and here's my biggest positive in in, in my review, my surprising like of of this movie. Uh, It was four hours long but it did drag and I thought for sure I was going to be like in two hours and I'm out and the movie I was going to my my initial strategy because I watched this movie actually while I was on vacation and I figured I was going to watch an hour or two and then split it up into two I ended up not doing that I ended up watching the movie straight and uh, I'm glad I did uh, so you get some appearances, the Joker comes back in, Jared Leto's Joker, that's all I'll say uh, that part I won't spoil because, like I said, I think most people have probably seen it when I record this. But if you haven't and you like Jared Leto, uh, you will get that as well. Uh, so, the the climax is good. The final battle is good. The epilogue after the credits is good. Uh, I really enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I'm, I'm very surprised. I really thought uh, I was going to find it a slog at four hours. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought the film was entertaining. I thought, the like I said, the characters... And that's the toughest thing about a movie like this. It's kind of like the Avengers, because I'm not a big fan. Going back to Josh Whedon for a second, the first two Avengers movies I did not love. Um, Infinity War and uh, and Endgame were phenomenal, and and the Russo brothers were phenomenal directing it. I just don't think Josh Whedon. I'm not a fan of his movies, and this has nothing to do with what's going on with him now. My my re- my reviews of those movies at the time, especially the first Avengers. Josh Whedon's a very good writer, and the interactions between the characters of the Avengers, I thought, was really good. I thought the overall story, though, was not. And in Age of Ultron, i I, I seen the, I think I've seen the, I've seen the movie once, and then they refer back to it in uh, in Endgame. But uh, to be honest with you, I don't even remember much of Age of Ultron. I didn't think it was, it was just a big noisy mess. So to me, uh, like I said, I wasn't a fan of the Josh Whedon movies, uh, the Avengers movies. But uh, the uh, the last two I was, but Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, to answer the question, was it worth the seventy million dollars to revisit it? At least for me, not seeing the first Justice League, so I can't give you the it's this much better or worse. What I can tell you is, from someone that's not a big Zack Snyder fan and not a big fan of his DC movies, the fact that he made an entertaining four hour film, I give him a lot of credit. I was I was pleasantly surprised, uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what they did with it. I enjoyed. Uh, the Steppenwolf bad guy character I enjoyed uh, like I said the acting all around was really really good uh, the action sequences were well done uh, I, like I said I didn't find myself looking at my watch uh, to see what time it was which is the biggest thing especially when you're asking someone to spend 4 hours to watch the movie so my review of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League out of 5 stars I'm going to give it 3.5 um, I think it was for me and like I said for me that's a really good review I think it's worth the watch if you're a fan of the dc movies and haven't seen this new version uh, like i said i'm sure most people have but if you've been on the fence about it and uh have hbo max and are wondering oh should i spend it i think it's i think it's good i think uh it, it'll be worth your time if you're a fan of that genre of movie uh obviously if you're not then there's no point uh but if you do like comic book movies i gotta say uh for someone that's been critical of the dc movies for the most part i think this is one of the better entries and i think uh, uh the money you can see the money spent on the screen and uh I think they did a wonderful job with it so three and a half uh out of five uh, Van gogh's for me on Zack Snyder's Justice League and then of course Kong versus Godzilla two and a half and Tom and Jerry uh, I'm gonna give three out of five again all of these films were on HBO Max I know uh I believe Justice League is still there and obviously Kong versus Godzilla is there because it just was released uh so you should be able to see that now so, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, checking the show out. Uh, if you are here live, thank you for jumping on. Uh, if you watch this uh, video later, like I said, if you have any questions, disagree with me, agree with me, uh, don't care, whatever. Leave a comment on the Twitter live here on Facebook. Uh, I would like to hear your comments. Uh, again, you can uh, follow the show. Twitter is at Bend your Ear Pod. Uh Facebook is at Let me Bend your Ear, And Instagram is also BendYourEarPod. Uh, I'm there. Uh, YouTube channel is Let Me Bend Your Podcast, so please uh, subscribe there as well. You can see this video uh, there uh, once it goes up there. And like I said, if you're not watching the video at all, this episode will be on the audio podcast feed later, um, and you can uh, listen to it as you do uh, on any of the podcasts. Again, you can find this show on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Castbox and on amazon music so amazon you can just tell your alexa to play let me mend your Ear podcast and it'll play the episode so it's right there in your in your uh in your home if you like it there so again if you do listen on um any podcasting app but especially on apple podcast uh please rate and review the show uh if you like it please give it a five-star review uh like i said earlier on uh this is a independent one-man operation uh the the really the only way we get more exposure is by people like yourself liking and recommending it and uh, that'll help raise the profile so if somebody's searching for a new podcast movie podcast or a sports podcast if i get more rates and reviews on the show it'll raise that level and it'll pop in more people's searches so that's how people find new podcasts so if you could do that i really appreciate it, it takes two seconds and it would really be helpful uh the other thing i ask if you don't uh rate and review and this is also even quicker Uh, if you follow the show on Twitter and watch the videos, or if you listen to the audio podcast feed, uh, and follow me on Twitter and or Instagram, uh, just share, uh, my post of new episodes to your Instagram or to your Twitter or to your Facebook. Uh, that really helps as well. Uh, you know, podcasting, you know, the joke, and I've been saying it, uh, every person on planet earth has a podcast. That's true. Uh, including me. Uh, but I enjoy doing it. And like I said, I do it for enjoyment and for fun. Uh, and uh, I, I have some listeners, which is great. I always want to get more, uh, get get my reach out there. Uh, because it's fun to do. And like I said, I would do it whether I have one listener, 100 or 1,000. Uh, this still is just as fun for me. But I do want to uh, increase the exposure. So if you like what you heard, or even if you think a friend of yours or someone in your family would like this podcast, doesn't even have to necessarily be you, uh, just share it. Repost it, Uh, Like I said, it takes two seconds, and and I really appreciate it. And it's super helpful. It is really helpful. So thank you for doing that uh, as well. And like I said, um, for Facebook and YouTube um, and even Twitter, if you can, even if you're not a regular listener to the podcast, um, if you could like the uh, Facebook page and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, that would be helpful. If you're concerned uh, about um, getting spam or you think I'm going to blow up your phone, from youtube or facebook i'm, I'm not going to do that what literally is going to happen is if you like the the page on facebook all that's going to happen is when i put up a video or a post it'll just pop in your notifications hey the podcast posted something i won't be asking you for anything it shouldn't be anything that's disruptive because i'm not i'm not a person that likes a lot of disruptions either so i get it and on the youtube channel if you subscribe to it um all that does is helps me increase my number. So even if you're not a regular listener, that's okay. But if you can subscribe to it, again, you won't get blown up with stuff either. You have to actually opt in if you want to get notifications if I go live or if I uh, submit a video. I don't go live on YouTube. I go live on Facebook. Uh, so even that, you can turn on and off. So if that, if that's even you know bothersome. Uh, like I said, the reason I'm asking for that is um, uh, increasing. I'm trying to get the show on multiple platforms. So obviously, this is what I'm doing Twitter live and Facebook live as along with the audio podcast the audio podcast is my primary um, outlet but uh, if people want to watch it on video and I know with YouTube if we can get more subscribers in that'll hopefully bring more people to the audio podcast so that's what I'm looking for but if the video part of it grows and people like that that's great uh, so I would I have no problem with that either and then hopefully at some point if I can grow enough subscribers to recommend to other people uh, that helps me because I want—I do want the podcast to grow. Um, even if I can get it to the point where I can monetize it for a little amount to pay for the overhead that I have. And I don't – not that I have a lot of overhead. Uh, but I have a little bit. So if I, can, if I can just break even on the overhead that I have, that's – I'll be happy. Uh, but I just want people to listen and enjoy it. Like I said, I do this for enjoyment. And I've actually embraced and enjoyed the video element of it. Uh, I've been kind of intimidated by it in the past. Because obviously, with 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 content creators that do uh, video, it's very polished and very professional and very uh, admirable that they do that. And I appreciate that. Frankly, I'm just a one man show. I don't have the hardware, uh, the production facility to do that. Not that I couldn't do it in my home, but it's kind of tough. But I've what I've what I've really come to embrace is. low tech technology the fact is i do have enough technology where i can talk to you right now on twitter on facebook and then later on the audio feed is it going to look like a professional production no but i understand it's about the content so hopefully you enjoy uh, my passion for movies of how i like talking about them how i like reviewing them because really at the end of the day if the content's not there it really doesn't matter how great the production value is if i've got great production and then you don't care about what i'm saying It really doesn't matter. So hopefully I'm going to focus on the content and and my my passion for movies. And hopefully you share that. And then hopefully I can grow the podcast that way. And then I'll be able to at some point if we get enough listeners and I can monetize it. And then find a way to get better equipment, uh, better, uh, even more on the video side. The audio side I'm pretty comfortable with. Uh, It's more on the video side, streaming live. Because what I would like to do ultimately is two things. Uh, So you understand where I want to take this. So obviously if you listen to the podcast regularly I don't do a lot of interviews even though I just did one or not an interview but I did a co-host with Scream I do those audio on Skype Um, my uh, my technology is limited for face to not face to face but either zoom interviews or interviews where both parties are visible so you can see it on the YouTube channel or on Twitter uh it uh it's choppy and it doesn't look good so I as I, I do not that I say I don't care about being high tech, I do care enough that it's got to be at least watchable. Uh, it's listenable on the audio, but it's not watchable yet on video. So, my goal going forward is to hopefully uh, upgrade my hardware, uh, get a computer that can handle the speed of streaming on both sides, so that I can conduct more interviews with people on the podcast. And the second thing I want to do is do those live if I can. So have a live interview with a guest, and sh- and then the third thing I want to do is stream that on multiple platforms. So I'm streaming now on Twitter and Facebook, but I'm doing it with my phone on Twitter and with my computer on Facebook. So obviously I don't want to do that. I want to get to a point where I can stream from a location so that it hits uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at the same time, or at least three of the four of them at the same time. Especially if I'm doing an interview, so that's that's my goals going forward. So, um, any advice you can give me, if your fellow podcasters out there, let me know. I'm open to hearing advice. Uh, but that's why I want to try to at some point uh, monetize the podcast. Uh, I understand I'm not Joe Rogan or Mark Maron. I'm not going to be making a living doing this, but I want to at least get to the point where I can upgrade the uh, hardware to the point where. This podcast can become a highly produced pro- podcast in the sense that I can at a moment's notice or with planning stream live interviews and maybe even someday take calls or interact with people that listen to the podcast. And just I think if I can grow it that way, that's what will draw attention and that's what will hopefully maybe take it to a level that I never thought it could go. But if it doesn't get to that level, that's fine. But I at least want to raise the level, you know, regardless of how many listeners I have, to the point where I can do these interviews uh, with guests uh, on video, live have high quality recording high quality audio so that's that's my goal so i'm gonna keep verbalizing and hopefully make that happen uh so that's the that's the plan so again thank you for joining me it's been great doing this particular live it's a rainy sunday here in florida uh but i'm glad i was able to do this again uh if you've watched here live leave some comments i haven't watched any comments here if you watch the video later please feel free to comment on anything you've heard uh i want to i want to interact that's the other thing i want to do as well let me add that part too uh interaction is something that i enjoy on twitter one of my favorite pastimes on twitter is talking movies with people or if i see a tweet that was uh that strikes me i always answer and respond and and it's great to talk movies with people movies has been a passion of mine uh since i was a child uh so it's something that i've loved my entire life and it's something that i continue to love today and uh, and what's been going on in this pandemic uh the importance of having something that you really enjoy or that you really love and are passionate about, uh, has never been more important. So anybody out there that's struggling, I know we've all had struggles this last year, uh, with the pandemic and and what's been going on. Uh, it's been great for me to have this outlet of the podcast, uh, and my love and enjoyment of movies, uh, television more so lately but movies of course will always be my first love and this podcast will probably focus on that first love my first love is movies my second love or my 1a love is sports that's why i have decided to do this podcast and politics was something that i was interested in as well uh but movies and sports are my two biggest passions and uh whatever your passion is just unsolicited advice if there's something you love to do that you're not doing enough do it more uh it's something i think you'll enjoy and it will give you that kind of peace, you know, even if it's temporary peace. Uh, like I said, this podcast is something that I enjoy doing. Uh, when I don't do it as frequently as I want to do it, it bothers me, but in a good way because I that means I miss it and I want to do it. My goal since I started this podcast in 2018 was always to be uh, to have an episode come out every week, and uh, I haven't done a very good job of that so. Uh, I'm trying to get to that point where I get it there. Uh, I've been a lot more frequent in the last couple of months than I've been, especially adding the video element has given me another reason to want to come on to one become better at doing this uh, video wise to make it engaging that people will choose to even, you know look at the podcast in the video format as opposed to the audio not that i want people not to use the audio because that's still the biggest way i can reach people uh and the easiest way to do it where people can just get it on their phone uh believe me i understand ease of access is going to be the biggest factor in whether people decide to listen followed by obviously the content of the podcast but uh, again anyone out there that's uh that's struggling with anything just you know if you find find that thing that you love to do and uh and are passionate about uh and do it you know, and enjoy uh, life is too short. That's kind of been my mantra over the last year, even the last couple of years, uh, you know, when I have small children and try to enjoy. And I don't always succeed, uh, but I try to enjoy each day as it comes and try to understand that uh, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is, is given to us. We don't we get what we get. So, you know, enjoy your life. Try to do the best you can and enjoy that. And again, thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, Again, uh, I'll be trying to be here every week. I hope you enjoyed the movie reviews today. But again, leave comments here. Uh, The email for the podcast is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, Twitter at bendyourearpod. Instagram, bendyourearpod. Facebook, right here on Facebook. Let me bend your ear. Over here on Twitter, right there, Twitter people. At bendyourearpod. Follow me there. Subscribe. And again, I look forward to talking to all the movie lovers out there. And uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Take care.